Hey guys, welcome to the Wildest Fantasy Podcast. It's not what you think, but it's so much better. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Wildest Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Commissioner, and reigning champion Kyle Waldner coming at you again with another action-packed episode of the Wildest Fantasy Podcast. And guys, let me tell you, this time of year, you can just smell the playoffs in the air, and things are getting really exciting. So with all that excitement coming, I need to make sure that we get things really nailed down with these COVID procedures here and the way things are going to work. So let's dive into the alternate situation that we have going on in case there's a game canceled. So... Typically, the NFL's procedure thus far this year has been when there are positive tests that put a game in jeopardy, they postpone it to either Monday or Tuesday, and then hope that everything clears up by then. So what we're going to do is, and obviously when this happens, there is great risk that this game is moved to Tuesday, and then like Tuesday morning, it's canceled completely, and that game doesn't happen, and and then we're at risk of people who are counting on players that were going to be playing in that game that end up not playing at all on the week. And it's just very concerning because it can really make a complicated situation and really an unfair outcome for anyone who is facing that because they were relying on these players and they ended up not playing at all. And then who they would have had playing is going to be sitting on their bench. So I'm going to allow you guys to, before this is what you have to do, before noon on Sunday, you have to go to the group chat and publicly announce who you want your alternates or substitutes to be for these games that are questionable. So for instance, uh, this week we happen to have a game moved all the way to Wednesday between the Steelers and the Ravens. Now, if you, this game did not get canceled, so nothing had to be done. But what I want you to do is, let's say for instance you had, um, let's say you had James Conner. Well, he was out, bad example. But let's just say James Conner played tonight. James Conner of the Steelers, you would have went in before noon on Sunday, to the group chat and you would have said instead of or I want my alternate for James Connor or my substitute for James Connor to be a blank player let's say Miles Sanders right so you would publicly state that and then I would if the game is canceled I would make that switch for you but here's the thing you need to keep James Connor in your starting lineup so that nothing has to be changed unless it is actually um, it ends up to be the situation where the game actually does get canceled. Okay, so um, keep the alternate on your bench, but he has it has to be on your roster. Okay, so you can't have an alternate that's like in the free agency pool or whatever because we can't have multiple people claiming the same um, alternates. It's just not going to work. So you need to keep your alternate has to be on your bench and your your player that you would be all that you would be substituting for has to be in the starting lineup. So you will only be allowed um, the alternate, like the alternate will only be um, enforced and will only be replaced if you mention them before noon on Sunday, if the game gets canceled. But I will also make an exception for if the game doesn't get canceled, but the player that you had in that game um, tests positive and is out because of COVID, afternoon on Monday. This is to avoid the situation, or afternoon on Sunday, I should say, sorry. This is to avoid the situation where if you have a player who is, there's COVID going around the locker room, and then on Sunday, it seems like it's fine, and they're going to play, 
And then on Monday, they test positive, but all of your bench players have already played, so you have no one to replace them with. So in only in that situation will I allow a substitute to be put in for COVID. Um, if your guy just has COVID and it's announced any time before Sunday at noon, um, that's going to be like an injury, and it's up to you to replace him. If he is announced after Sunday at noon, and he is playing in the Monday night or Tuesday night or Wednesday night game, whatever it is, then I will allow a substitute. So this is all really complicated, guys, and I'm doing the best I can to explain it, but it's your job to make sure you understand these rules properly. And if you are uncertain, I need you to contact me and just get this figured out. There will be no exceptions if things are if you're if you don't do this procedure correctly in the way that I'm stating it right now in these rules then you will not get the alternate and it's just tough luck. So make sure you understand it. And now let's get into the fun stuff. All right, guys, now we're getting into the winners of the week. And our big winners this week are Billy, who took down Robert, Todd, who beat Denise, Mike, who beat Josh, Greg, who beat Kyle's daddy, and Lyndon beat Kyle. All right, in this week's statistical analysis, we have the high score this week was Todd with 176 points in his matchup. The low score was Josh with a measly 79 points. And the average score in the week was a respectable and probably, you know, average for the entire year, 117 points. All right, and now getting into this week's award ceremony. Starting things off, we have, as always, the Steamroller Award. This one goes out to Todd this week for beating Denise by a league-high margin of 64 points. Good work, Todd. Nice win out there. And better luck next time, Denise. This week's Moral Victory Award goes to me, who scored 143 points in my loss this week. Pretty brutal. Um, it, it's a great week, 143 points. It's like you can't really ask for much more than that, except for my opponent got much more than that. So it really sucks for me, but it is a moral victory at the end of the day. And this week's Immoral Victory goes to Greg, who he won, but he only had 104 points. Pretty crappy, uh, kind of immoral, and it really sucks. Do better. The little bit award goes to Lyndon. And we have a big one this week, guys. The going nuclear award goes out to Lyndon, who had Tyreek Hill in his lineup. Guys, Tyreek Hill put up 51 fantasy points. That is unbelievable. One of the best weeks I've ever seen from a fantasy football player in my entire life. Uh, career here guys and it really was a big part of why he took me down this week and you know Tyreek Hill just went nuclear and last but certainly least on the list we have the projectile dysfunction award which goes out to Scott who missed his projection by 30 points all right ladies and gentlemen it is now time for our weekly power rankings and getting things kicked off at number five we have Billy, who scored 110 points this week, and he won, and he is staying at number five uh, because he was also at number five last week, and, you know, he's been steady, and he is worthy of that last spot in my power ranking. Yay! And coming in at number four, we have Greg. He scored 104 points in his win this week. He was the Immoral Victory Winner Award as far as awards go. Um, he is staying at number four from number four last week, and he's been good all year, but it really seems to be tailing off for him, and 
I don't know. Things are looking like he's definitely not hitting his stride heading into this playoff stretch. Yay! All right, and now at number three, we have a team that has been really hot as of late. Things are just really trending in the right direction for this guy, and it is me with 143 points, and things are looking good right now, even though I lost. Um, so I am down from number two because I did lose, but it was still a good week, and I'm still very optimistic about my future in this league. Yay! Coming in at number two, we have Linden with his 167-point win this week. He is up from number three. He did really well. He would probably be in the number one spot would it not be for number one having a huge week this week. And so you're going to stick at number two for now, Linden, but things are also looking good. It looks like your team is peaking at the right time. Yay! And coming in at number one for the second week in a row, we have Todd. He was the high scorer this week. He was number one last week. So how can I really move him down? He won once again, and things are looking good for him. He's sitting at the number one seed, at, and he's not even tied. He is 9-3, and three, and he is the only nine-win team in our league. And things are just looking good for him. Way to go, Todd. Yay! All right, and now taking a quick peek at this week's crucial matchup, we have Billy versus Todd, and Billy has to beat. Um, Billy really has to win this game here against number one seeded Todd. If he really wants any shot at making the playoffs, he is as of right now sitting at that number five seed, just outside looking in. And you know, you just gotta wonder if he's gonna be able to pull it off. But if he can pull it off, things are looking like he still has a shot. But he has to win to stay alive. All right, guys, that's going to do it for another episode of the Wildest Fantasy Podcast. Thanks for listening, and good luck to all of you this week, except for the absolute bottom-dwelling trash Mike I'm playing this week. You suck. Oh, thank you.